Welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie, where it is a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional lives into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone on this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal experiences being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up as our best most days. Our mission is to build a community of professional moms and caretakers to provide resources and transparency about our journeys. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and get ready for some laughs cries and inspiration. Talk to you soon, love. Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey y'all, this is Amber Cherie. And Taylor Breeze here. This is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome back, y'all. Hey y'all. Welcome <laughs> back to another week. We're so excited for y'all to be here. <laughs> Taylor's looking all bougie and rich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of context for you guys from yeah. my statement. She has, <laughs> yeah, she has a full fur coat on. With her hair pulled up in a bun and her bangs out. I should have addressed you all. Hello, darlings. <laughs> a cigarette in my hand. I actually think this is going to be a part of one of my Halloween costumes. Because, you know, I like to I like to dress up on Halloween. I really enjoy it. Um, and usually it's, you know, like the, they say on Mean Girls... Halloween's the one day or one holiday a year a girl gets to dress like a slut and no one can say anything about it you wow. know that <laughs> that's what <laughs> so are you going to be a slut for Halloween then <laughs> oh, uh, this is not this is elegance darling do you understand <laughs> I got this from the Nordstrom's do you understand um <laughs> No, uh, but I actually, first of all, my grandma got it from the Goodwill, but <laughs> secondly, um, you know, I think in like a Corella DeVille moment, even mm-hmm. though not necessarily going to do the black, half black, half white hair, I'm probably just going to do my own hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the Corella movie, but mm-hmm. She had, she's just like really big into fashion. And so Cruella is not necessarily always like half black, half white hair, but that's her signature. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'll just be something inspired by Cru- Cruella. Um, okay. But- so you're going to spray paint your hair for the day? No, I said I'm just gonna do my hair. My hair is red, so you guys know. I don't think I actually told the audience that she did. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I said I was really living for it. Um. So yeah, I changed my hair. So it's kind of given like has to be my bangs. I have to make sure like they're straight every day, which is kind of annoying. But um. <laughs> anyways, uh, the the short of it is it's inspired by Cruella. 
um rather and she's like very elegant and like high fashion type of girl so interesting okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) how are you doing amber um i'm doing good just um digging myself out of a um of a funk and then um because when y'all when i got sick i was just like i'm tired and so I think I even said that on the last podcast and the podcast before. But then um, I was just like, all right, Amber, it's time for you to to snap out of it and not fully go to back to like my full throttle self, but get back on the grind. And so I'm excited. I started a new job um, and uh, I am excited. My boss who actually listens to the podcast or said he was going to listen um he's opening up the floodgates on me which I'm excited to (laughs) accept the accept the call or the mission um I Amber's boss yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so that and um this leadership uh program that my company actually invested in for me so I'm excited to actually bring a topic later on when we talk about what we're going to talk about today yeah um it's been helpful for me to reflect on like how I'm react how I'm um I guess how I am acting with other team members inside the company but then also how I'm building relationships with my friends and family and reflecting on those and so I am really enjoying um the program and so it's just mainly like we're hosting Thanksgiving so getting that together and we are um hosting Nick's team Nick has a team now so we're hosting yeah, that's exciting yep a Christmas dinner um for them so I'm excited I I always love the holidays and everything that it brings and so um I'm excited to really get the the season going. I feel like Halloween is that first that first stop and then after that it goes from there. So Yeah, that's true. And like now we're experiencing frost. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so uh that's really interesting. Even though it's not like crazy crazy cold. Um mm-hmm. it is the coldest it's been in a while, so it's yeah our bodies are readjusting and everything so hopefully it's not like a polar vortex like it was last year or not last year but two no three years ago 20 well, 2019 was a polar vortex I can't say what's going to happen throughout this whole winter season because we are still technically in fall until mm-hmm. is it November 22nd or December mm, I'm still waiting for fall back so I'm not quite sure I think it's December 22nd. You know, they're doing away with daylight savings um, this year, but uh, I think 2024 is when they're officially done. Who decided that? The government? Yeah, it was on some bill and people voted against it. I think they enacted either 2024 or 2025, something like that. But it's soon to be no more. Um. I found that out from some class members, classmates. Um, I'm going to look into that because I want to know the reasoning behind that where people just like, oh, I hate daylight savings. And they were like, yep, let's do away with it. Or were they just like, 
hey, there's a bigger reason why this is actually causing problems and issues from like a monetary standpoint and like a mental health standpoint. Like, yeah. um, but I'll that- have to look it up. Well, we'll have to take that offline because I'm, I actually have been um, not listening to as much news. So I missed that one. So, yeah. So this one actually says that, um, the permanent daylight saving time would take effect on November 5th, 2023. And that comes from the sleepfoundation.org. I don't know how um, reliable that is. But <laughs> I see it at USA Today. Hmm. I don't see any dot govs. So I don't know. But I... I do recall hearing about Yeah, you're probably all right. I I just need to get up on the news. Um, I feel like probably Apple probably has some stuff in there too. I'm surprised Apple didn't notify all of us. (laughs) Well, next year, right, when it's like relevant because this year we're still doing stuff as usual. But I think this is the last fallback and then or next year might be the next fallback because if it starts on November 6th, I think that's when usually um, we will have that. So I just wonder what that's going to mean for the summer mornings because I remember in Chicago this summer, <laughs> like 5.30 a.m., mm-hmm. the sun is nice and bright. Um, this spring in California, the sun was nice and bright. So I, I just wonder what that's going to do to our sleep patterns but yeah all of our sleep is trash anyway so (laughs) I mean most of us don't get enough sleep or we get way too much sleep so but most of us don't get enough sleep because that's why there's so much emphasis on sleep is because we probably don't get enough so I wonder it's probably dealing with something health or mental health related well I guess mental health is health yeah so I'll have to read on up on that article and figure out what they said just makes the reasoning behind it yeah when you talk about getting too much sleep those like depressed naps is what my friend calls them which i'm Mm -hmm. sure it's like a coin term Mm -hmm. um but she was like yeah i just decided to take a depression nap and i was like all right (laughs) (laughs) well you know sometimes it'd be like that yeah yeah i completely understand especially with the weather change and and all of that so um all right, y'all. So, Taylor, what is the word of the week? The word of the week is dependent. So, this is an adjective and from the Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster dictionary. This is defined as determined or conditioned by another. Um, it also can be defined as relying on another for support. Mm -hmm. um and then there's of course like when we talk about drug dependence as well but um (laughs) all of these things are about being reliant on i i was just saying the full scope of what okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) um all of these things are uh or definitions relate back to being contingent on something else or that's that's another maybe word of the week contingent but um mm-hmm. as in being uh related to another in a very much so reciprocal way of i 
I'm here for you and you're here for me type of situation. Um, and I chose this word based on the conversation that we're going to have today um, about friendship. I spoiled it. Sorry, but Amber <laughs> will introduce it a little bit more in depth before we really get into it. But for the word of the week, I decided to choose this word um, because a lot of the relationships that we have, we do make up a codependency. So that that's a derivative um, co. We are mutually in this, like I'm dependent on you, you're dependent on me. Um, when we think about dependence, a lot of the times though, um, like in a tax sense, filing dependence, um, usually mm-hmm. it's just one is in need of the other. Um, but I think that as you get older, you start to realize more and more of the codependence that lie in a lot of the relationships that you maintain and thus your responsibilities within those relationships. Um, and I think dependency is establishing, um, expectations of those that are in the relationship. So that's the word of the week, dependent. I'm sure you use it, um, but now you'll be thinking more and more about how it relates to your relationships, and yeah. Okay. So Taylor alluded to our topic for today, and so we were having a conversation uh, Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Our usual recording time, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) And we were going over different topics. And so um, there has been kind of a consistent conversation around friendships. I know from my podcast that I have by myself, we I talked to Bianca about adult friendships and what that meant to us and how they evolve. And sometimes they start off like trash uh and toxic <laughs> and how they can end up being you know some of your best friends as you're getting to know those people yeah or decide dig through maybe some of the conflicts that you're having amongst each other and really I guess kind of have a life talk and really a powwow and hash things out and build trust which is what we're going to talk about today yeah. And so also additionally to that and kind of um piggybacking piggybacking off of that. Yeah. We um so I've told you guys a million times about my workout group and actually there are some listeners uh or some women that are from the workout group that listen hey. to our podcast. And hey. so um, last week we had a workshop about friendships. And are they healing? Are they hurting us? And so I just thought it was as we're winding down this uh, season and getting prepared to have like Friendsgiving and family and spending time with our loved ones, Taylor and I wanted to have a conversation about friendship today. Mm. And we're going to spin it a little bit. So obviously there's a conversation about, you know, adult friendships and how they evolve. We're not going to talk about whether your friendships are healing or hurting you um, in this conversation, 
but we are going to touch on the importance of trust and what that looks like to us when we're building relationships Mm -hmm. and it's not only when it comes to your friendships that are platonic or you know um but even your family members and how you have a you could have a friendship with them too so like taylor and i i consider taylor to be a friend but also even if I didn't like Taylor and (laughs) we weren't friends, she's still my sister. So there's that line of relation to us that we are connected till death do us part, you know, till both of us die. And so she'll always, even after we die, she'll always be my sister. And so, but there are, you know, non-blood related people or non-blood yeah, related people that are your friends or you consider to be like your, you know, fake sister or whatever, cousin. And then, you know, there are associates that are in business that you work with or you're in school with, your team members with, that you have relationships with too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we'll have a conversation about that today. That's our topic. And so Taylor. Okay what would you say is important for you when it comes to a friendship? Yeah. So thinking about friendships, right? Like it's always one of those weird things of, are they an acquaintance? Are they Mm -hmm. someone who's just, you know, in your life for that time or are they a friend? Yeah. And I think what for me just, distinguishes a friend from an acquaintance is someone who I can like have some emotional conversations with Mm -hmm. and like really build that trust and understanding of one another and really show who I am um I I think like a lot of people I don't think this makes me really special but I mean, I am special, but I don't think this makes me special. Um, I have a lot of layers to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that for a lot of reasons, I don't reveal all of myself in a lot of ways. The older I get, the more friends that I already have in my repertoire, if I will, the more I am likely to like off the bat kind of show who I am Mm -hmm. um, in the way that like I... I got friends who care about me. So all the the other friends that I acquire on this journey are just bonus at this point, but they come Mm -hmm. integral after time. Um, But I just want to be able to be myself around whoever it is who I choose um, to make a friend. So to make a friend to me is to be able to be like vulnerable and, um you know say my outlandish things as I do um as you guys have heard um you know I have a potty mouth from time to times and if (laughs) I want to hang out with my friends I don't think I should have to like really censor myself um I'm very I try to be emotionally intelligent and you know if I have something critical to say like deliver it in a loving way about my friends um but in general, I don't want to have to, like, if I want to say the F word, I shouldn't have to be, like, freaking in front of my friends, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's that's how I kind of establish a friend and what that boundary looks like for me. But I guess 
for you, Amber, what does that look like? Not necessarily like what makes someone a friend, but how do you determine the level of like transparency that you have with people who you would meet or what that would look like um, as you befriend someone? Yeah, so as I befriend someone, um, I am friendly to a lot of people, I will say this, but I only consider um, people that I, I guess, love, adore, um, and you end up coming to my house and being around my family and my son. Now that is a friend. Um I I would say that's family. So there's like levels to me. There's acquaintances. I'm like, oh, hey, girl, uh, you probably won't know too much of me. My personality might come in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be mainly just a full block of just professionalism and a little bit of holding back due to trust, which we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there is the next level once we get past that and we are able to have like life talks or there's a moment that's transitioning to, you know, like us getting to know each other a little bit more intentionally. Then comes the acquaintance for me or, you know, and then slowly it takes time, but then you become, you know, a friend and then you become like family but I guess to answer your question, Taylor, mm-hmm. I would say the the friends that uh, way my friendship recipe is someone that is loyal, someone that is um, that really can take me for myself, that is, that cares about my family yeah. and our privacy. Yeah. And and then also to someone that can really just that's supportive. Uh, and that is just, I don't know, just ride or die. I know that's hard to explain. And I think for me, we have, um, Nick and I and Junior have so many things going on that we just, I don't know, like we also need friends that are patient too, because sometimes we can't be everywhere, do everything for everyone, Um, which I don't think our friends require that of us. But, um, you know, we don't have friends that are super needy either, but we do have friends that are loyal, that whenever we need something, they'll be there whenever it's time to celebrate uh, an event or a life, you know, whatever. um, We're all there for each other. So I feel like I have a really good group of close friends. Mm -hmm. There are some that I talk to more than others um, just because of life. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but I think over the years I've been able to kind of figure out what is important what what friendship means to me yeah and I don't like being one I don't like one-sided relationships so if I feel like I'm the main one that's putting into work um into the friendship I I don't really want to continue to nurture that relationship and I can feel that because I mean that like you said for your relationships as well as it's that loyalty uh, and I think like lo- loyalty supportiveness 
and then privacy I mean that one doesn't necessarily fit into this one but like my thought about loyalty and privacy or loyalty and um oh my gosh, why did I just forget? Supportiveness is being there. And so if it's a one-sided relationship, they can't be supportive and loyal because loyalty is something that's very physical, showing up. um, And that other part of supportiveness is showing up as well. So if it's a one-sided relationship, you're the only one showing up. So how would they be able to meet those expectations? And I think like, nowadays sometimes you see like all these friendships on social media where you know they have I I don't know if this is weird and this is like you said we're going to start talking about trust but um you know it's like my best friend who's single comes over uh to me and my husband while we're in bed like not like sexually or anything like that but they're like talking in bed like she's um in bed with them like essentially like they're watching tv they're just chilling mm-hmm. all that type of stuff but to me that's just I don't know that's a level of trust to have someone just <laughs> like I'm sure like I don't know like imagine you and Nick like no you know. no one that's not even an option <laughs> no don't not even that. an option exactly just like pillow talking and then your best friend comes on your side of the bed Amber is over here like so y'all I went on this date like well, but let's back it up actually it, I, it wouldn't happen in our bedroom though but I definitely my husband is a gossiper so I he does like if I have my sands over or if we have friends over and let's say it is only the girls and it's not the guys Nick will come over yeah and act like I wouldn't say act like one of the girls because that's like not the case but um he's not a female but like act like oh girl what that happened and he's very much like very witty and he loves to antagonize people it's like so annoying so um I definitely can see him doing the pillow talking or eavesdropping in (laughs) conversation he's always eavesdropping in everybody's conversation providing opinion and I love that about him (laughs) yeah and he always has like all of the shade he's so shady um so I can easily see that playing out, but not necessarily in our bedroom, but I can see that playing out in the kitchen or in the living room. That That is my husband. Well, but. that's, to me, that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I would be the friend and there's a few friends that I could think of that may get married before me and mm-hmm. we just pop up in their bed and, and nothing, nothing be like, you know, crazy, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's the type of relationship we have now is like we cuddle and I'm a very like, I guess this kind of gets into this. So I am my first love language and I know friends aren't romantic relationships, but my first love language is touch. And I know Amber, you're not really like, you only want your husband to touch you. So like, or my kid or your kid, do you like cuddle with your friends? Absolutely not. I don't cuddle with my friends. (laughs) No, my friends will get a, uh, a side hug from me and if it's a soul war i'll give them a sisterly hug but you don't like hold hands with them sometimes what no (laughs) (laughs) what are we not grown women (laughs) what we are grown women no 
I don't hold hands with my grown women friends though me and Maggie like we cuddle we hold hands like we are very much so like affectionate that's that's yeah that's our love language like that's one of our favorite things you know and (laughs) and it's no judgment over here and that's we are always she gets mad at me she won't ask me to but like one morning uh well we went on our friend vacation so me and Kristen share a bed and then um Maribel and Titiana share a bed and the reason why is because uh one Titiana her birthday was the closest so she got the master room and so um and that's our new friendship thing like since your birthday is closer but then we rotate every anyway so mm-hmm. um her and Maribel shared a bed um and mainly because Titiana and Maribel do not like to cuddle and Kristen is like the type of person you'll wake up in the the middle of the night and her arm will be around your neck and and for me I'm okay with that like and there's times when you know I'm like no <laughs> but mm-hmm. a lot of the times we can like have mutual cuddling time mm-hmm. um, and that's something with my closest friends that I am able to do and those are my high school friends and we've built up a level of trust um that Taylor's a toucher like (laughs) if I'm not trying to touch you I mean if she don't touch you she don't like you it's not that I don't like you because I can I can respect people's boundaries (laughs) Uh, but like for people who I know don't like to like cuddle I'll just like squeeze their shoulder like when I (laughs) she's so annoying (laughs) uh like uh Titiana like sometimes when we're really excited she'll let me give her like a full hug but usually mm-hmm. she's just like bye Taylor like a little side hug like you type of person <laughs> um, but otherwise yeah I don't know I just that's a level of trust in my in my relationships of like we can cuddle with each other and it's just like how I show my love I radiate a lot of heat so you can physically feel my love for you um <laughs> Uh, something that you you may never know but I guess uh, in the sense of (laughs) building trust with your friends like what's something that you feel like you have to like a benchmark of trust with your friends like you have your soror um and I know those are like most of your friends now but like if does that add a level it's hard because I already know the answer but it adds a level of trust already but like you know what is what is that is there any distinguishment like not nothing that would get you in trouble right between your non-sorority friends and your sorority friends but um yeah is there so your question is 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 there... there a level of trust like already established um I mean just because you go through an experience uh, with with a group of people, uh, it can either build a level of trust or it can either destroy, you know, whatever little trust you had. Um, I think for me, when I think of trust in my friendships, I think of the people that I'm closest to, that I trust with everything, including my house and et cetera. 
Um, I got all the levels of uh, security clearance in your house. (laughs) I will gain your social security number one day. Lord Jesus. (laughs) We already have a garage door opener that you lost. I didn't lose it. Remember what happened to it? (laughs) And then I got another one. I need well uh-huh um and there's not many people that have access to my house either so when it comes to trust what what did they do or what what happened for me to feel a level of trust for them as a friend honestly I would say if I had to sum it up um time yeah for me so when I was younger I was very um childish just say that I'm just childish and I think there me being in certain situations and when I say younger I'm talking like middle school high school yeah I'm talking about a minor um and I found that you know I might have trusted someone with something or I might have said something and then you know that information left you know, that conversation and ended up getting around or vice versa. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect. Maybe I violated someone's trust by um, saying things about them that, you know, maybe they didn't want others to to know. And this was when I was younger. And so with that experience, it built up like a shield um, pretty much because I was just like, listen, I don't have time for this, like the drama of all of this that I'm either participating in or not participating in is is distracting and so I started really only having a small group of friends that I can think of when I think of Jeremy Crystal Deanna there's um, only three people that I really remember being consistent throughout high school yeah and so those are probably the main ones that I still talk to to this day either it's super brief or I'm very personal, but that I um, connect with. And so when it comes to like adult, honestly, I felt like I didn't start having really like strong outside of those three people I just mentioned um, relationships with as friends until I got to college, because I feel like when you're in college, you're away from home, you're learning yourself, you're learning different things, um, you know, your interests and, and you're meeting new people that are like-minded like you. And so it's just a different experience. And so when I built trust with them, it was mainly like Taylor had alluded to experiences, whether you're in a class, a class project with each other, or you're, you know, joining a sorority at the same time with each other, or I don't know, like, you end up connecting because someone introduced you to each other and then it ends up being like, you know, an instant connection. Um, and so for me, it just so happens over the course of the years, uh, for, for some reason, which I'm, I'm grateful for it. Most of the friends that I'm closest to, like Taylor said, are so wars. Um, and I could think of the most, the people that were closest to as far as, Nick and I are, you know, his fraternity brothers. And so I think with that being said, maybe it's because those are the people we've kind of clinged to a little bit. 
um, when it comes to like life experiences or, you know, or we just lived around them or lived with them. Um, and um, I mean, when you move to a new city, you think of the people like, who do I know? And sometimes there's like an instant like, okay, my fraternity brother or sorority sister are here and, you know, you just end up connecting with them and they end up you end up growing your circles from there. Yeah. And so time has really been the biggest thing for me when it comes to building trust as mm. time time will tell me your tendencies uh what makes you what makes you tick what makes you happy what's important to you um can I trust you when it comes to like personal information drops of it and then eventually when you get to the crib you pretty much in on the <laughs> most part I do um, love that. Like your house being invited to your house is a level of friendship that you must attain. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. when you enter my house, you you are around my child. And that's mm-hmm. the one of the most precious things to me. Yeah. And so um, based off of your how you act, how you talk, how you present yourself, um, what what your morals are, are we aligned? Are you a good person? Like. I feel like sometimes as parents, especially younger parents, we don't necessarily think about who our children are around. Not all of us, but some of us, because maybe they are so young. So it's like, oh, they're two and three, you know, it doesn't really matter. But our son sees everything. Mm-hmm. And so if if I don't trust you enough around my son, you can't come to my house. So that's a layer too, because as someone who doesn't have kids, um, I mean, but I do right now live with grandma. So obviously I'm not inviting anyone over to her house. But like, if I were to, it would be that level of trust of, you know, where I live, first of all. Second of all, the people who I am closest to or, you know, grandma's not that impressionable, (laughs) like (laughs) a junior maybe. Um, and, And that's a really big added layer to that just like I would never invite someone who I was dating over to your house when I lived there Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's something that I didn't necessarily consider as someone who has doesn't have a child to someone who has a child yeah and I I kind of wanted to because I know we're towards the tail end but we're talking about this we actually Uh, so we have more time than you think but uh We're running out of time. I'm the timekeeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so kind of to pivot a little bit, mm-hmm. in the work that I did over the weekend for my program, we had a series of videos we had to watch, uh, readings that we had to do, podcasts that, podcasts that we had to listen to. And one of the things that came up that kind of sparked me um, kind of like the ingredients of trust. And I wanted to kind of get your opinion on it, Taylor, is Brene Brown has... Yeah, I love Brene Brown. Mm-hmm, she has mm-hmm. this definition of braving trust in um, her book called Dare to Leave, which I is on my list to read. Was she leaving, by the way? Her marriage or something? No, Dare to Lead. Oh, like, Lead. Lead as I got <laughs> yeah. with more. So Taylor doesn't know the book. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Me thinking, why are you reading this in a leadership? Oh, movie? my God. <laughs> anyway. uh, so Dare to Lead and this idea of braving trust. Yeah. So braving is an acronym. 
So the B stands for boundaries. R stands for real uh, reliability. A stands for accountability. V stands for volt. I stands for integrity. And uh, N stands for non-judgment. And the last one, G stands for generosity. I'm just going to say that acronym's too long, but I am <laughs> I'm oh, wow. for it. I'm here for it. Okay. So a little bit about each one, and then I'll have, I have a question for you. So boundaries, obviously, that's explanatory. Setting boundaries, what's clear and what's not okay to do. Mm-hmm. Reliability, can I depend on this person? Are they a person of the word? Are they going to do what they say that they're going to do? Mm. accountability is taking uh, ownership of your mistakes apologizing and then knowing when to move forward volt is do not share information or experiences that are not yours to share confidentiality yeah Mm -hmm. integrity is choosing the courage over comfort so doing what's right non-judgment that's explanatory like coming in like you said your full self and being able to really be your own And then generosity, extending the most generous interpretation to the intentions, words, and actions of others. So do you care about these people? Would you give them the shirt off your back? Mm -hmm. And so my question to you is in that acronym, is there an area for you that you could be working or that you know that maybe you could be working on more? Yeah. You know, I think about how I generally show up mm-hmm. um and I'm in a very self-focused self-centered era of my life um in the way that I and this is like you know kind of taking the guilt out of it right but the idea of um I'm reliable as in if you're going to call me I'm going to be there but reliable in the sense of I say I'm gonna do what I say I think in every relationship I have pretty much done what I said I was going to do but a lot of the times for myself my priorities are on self-development and so when I think about being reliable and I guess I think mostly and just and truthfully, full transparency, I think mm-hmm. mostly in me and your relationship, I feel like I haven't been the most reliable in some of the scenarios that I've been in. Like, I try to, you know, show up when I can, but I always wish I could do more. Okay. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the things. But in most of my friendships, I want to say that I do show up. Um and what was the B again? Boundaries. Boundaries. You know, me and boundaries. Um, <laughs> you, you're not uh, scared to to set that one up. With yeah, the and I even have like automated boundaries now. Where What? I- What's your, uh, well, never mind. We can talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a part of it. Like, um, I have like certain filters on my phones during certain times. Um, okay. So like people can call you or text you, this and that. Okay. And, um, even then when I'm on these calls I you can set up your phone to where you can like have it cut you off or remind you about the time that you're spending doing these things too 
um yeah yeah so i <laughs> i actually, oh, do i have a limit but I'm, I'm um you don't actually have a limit but um now that you know that i mean <laughs> <laughs> um but i do have people who i do have limits for and um it's all about those boundaries r reliability a accountability I keep all of my friends accountable. I may not be like the person who's going to just pop up and be like, hey, you said you're going to have 10,000 saved by the end of the year. Have you done that? Like, because that's just not my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, like everybody has their own life things and I'm not going to, if you say you're going to do something, I can almost, at least in my experience, there's a reason why it doesn't happen. Um, And so I'm not, I don't want to have any guilt for anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. The Volt, um, I'm not even going to lie. You know, there are certain things that if I need help processing what it is that someone has entrusted me with, um, it usually goes to my best friend, Titiana, um, and we'll talk about it. And, um, you know, it's nothing to the extent of, like, if it's something super, like, I may not include names or anything yeah. like that. Um, but sometimes you need help processing things. So, you yeah. know, being a vault is hard. Mm-hmm. Um I integrity even when you're not watching I have like a weird thing about asking people for money because I always just am like I don't know it's just a weird thing to me Mm -hmm. um and so like that integrity of making sure like when we went on our friend vacation um like oh I don't really know exactly where this penny went um Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna leave it out type of situation so I I always try to maintain my integrity in non-judgment I try to be non-judgmental unless you're you're doing something that's just like um <laughs> and for anyone who saw that is a or didn't see that is a grimacing face like uh, I it's just morally incorrect to me um <laughs> and then G for generosity I try to be as generous as I can be and and right now one of those generosities is my time um and that that's pretty much where I come from and all of my friendships I'm very loyal (laughs) like I I even talked to my friend from middle school and we had a cool like five-year stint of not really talking to each other Mm -hmm. and the fact that we can even just pop up and see how each other are doing even if it is once every three months is is something that is important to me and actually, I met her in elementary school, um, but we became best friends in middle. So it's not a lot of people can say that. And um, yeah, and I think like a lot of times I alluded to this earlier and not to like be on this um, long tangent, but on social media, we see these people who are like besties. We just travel the world together. And it's like, yeah, I'll get there eventually. I ha- That's my goal. But at the end of the day or they like doing Friendsgivings and there's like 30 people with just friends and I can't think of like 30 people who I would want to have in my home um, (laughs) to have a Friendsgiving with Mm -hmm. and like everyone be really close and like camaraderie with each other like I can think of maybe 15 um and that's the type of person that I am and maybe that speaks a lot to my personality and how much 
I say I don't like humans, but I do. I'm just very selective with the humans <laughs> that I <laughs> surround myself with. So um, I think there's a, been a lot of focus on friendships, as you said, and um, brought to the table about having this conversation because, yeah, uh, as we get a lot of the times, I think for us, especially me and you, Amber, we've had a really tight knit family and our understanding of connection is a little bit not to say that people that who have 30 friends and plus don't have a tight family unit but like on thanksgiving we're with family like we're not with our friends typically um and i've met a lot of people throughout my adulthood who are with friends instead of family um on thanksgiving and and um, I think that's a big thing that separates me from having that big friend group, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I also just don't really hang out with a lot of people. So that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part of that. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish um, I've learned over as I get older, how much circles collide with each other how much everyone's so intertwined with each other mm-hmm. and so for me if I love you then my I would hope my friends love you too mm-hmm. but I think there's also I would say the areas that I need to work on when it comes to the braving um trust acronym that I'm getting to from this example yeah is um people's boundaries mm-hmm. and then also vault uh, for me too like mine is very similar to you like my maybe there's something I'm processing where I want to talk to someone else or maybe I'm pissed off about something and I want to tell you exactly what happened and what is going on or maybe I'm trying to make sure that I don't I'm not being amber and being like Taylor said critical um and coming at providing feedback with love and so with that being said um I think sometimes understanding people's boundaries and understanding my boundaries is also something that I want to work on because like I said, I love you. So that means everybody going to love you, but that's not necessarily the case. Everyone has different personalities. Everybody likes things certain ways. And I remember doing a tasting for one of my um, clients and she was so nervous about intermixing her friend groups because she said she has a friend group, you know, for, for that likes these particular type of things. Mm-hmm. And then she has a friend group that is, you know, maybe completely opposite. And she has these multiple different friend groups for certain reason. You know, they, they are, um, you know, they're from different parts of herself. Yeah. Um, And she's, she was nervous about intermixing them. And for me, I need to be more mindful of that mm-hmm. because I'll put two people in a room and I love them. And yeah. I just be like, they'll figure it out. We all don't. And that's just not, that's not um, being mindful of just because I have my boundaries of, I don't really care. You know, uh, I don't really ask people how they feel about other people because I don't know, for me, I just don't really care. Because I feel like if I bring up someone's name and I'd say like, hey, how do you feel about so-and-so? Like, to me, it comes off a little bit gossipy Mm -hmm. um, to me. But 
for others, it's more of trying to understand the the um the feeling in the room, yeah, and being prepared because some people, you know, it's their energy, or maybe they might have maybe there it's their prejudgment on things, or or maybe it is their own insecurities and stuff yeah. like that, and so. I just need to be more mindful of people's boundaries and what they um feel comfortable with and understanding that everybody is the same like like me where you know um walk in a room and you know we're all going to be kumbaya love each other I don't <laughs> I don't really care you're in my house so act like you got some sense but that's um, how you start arguments <laughs> well they don't argue with me because they no, 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 not with you but I'm saying yeah. like I I would think like being in a house with someone who you're not like super comfortable with but they feel super comfortable to be themselves because they're around people who yeah. are you know their friends and really close with yeah um can bring out the best and worst in people yeah <laughs> yeah and I I, I agree with you. I need to be more. And, and again, like Taylor mentioned, she went down the whole braving trust um acronym. I'm just picking out the ones that I know that. Well, I need. No, you're good. <laughs> the ones that I need to like work on. And you're right. Like, I, again, it goes back to being naive or maybe not being. um uh, What is it? Not nurturing. What's the word that I'm looking for? Maybe Mindful. not being at- attentive. Mindful is a good one where having other people being mindful of other people's experiences with others, especially in the, around the people that I interact with, we all, it's like everyone is intertwined with each other. Everyone has either dated each other, is married (laughs) to each other, has went to school with each other, pledged with each other, had class with each other, grew up with each other. Relationships. Yeah yeah or have done business with each other or not and so it's been it's like indianapolis and the black community especially uh, educated black community is and our age area group is very small yeah at least the ones that we hang out with and so everyone is intertwined with each other and so just being more mindful so i would say out of that acronym what my biggest takeaway would be volt because like you said um maybe journaling might be good to air out your feelings or maybe if you have someone that you super trust you take <laughs> everything to that person yeah but, and I'm I'm mindful of that there's no I can count on one hand actually less than one hand how many people I call Taylor used to be that person so she went to school now Taylor <laughs> doesn't have time for me um but and I'll get to it as I see uh 48 business hours <laughs> <laughs> you don't put me on a time limit y'all but um so taylor used to be one of those people i'm like girl guess what um girl what husband (laughs) is but my husband the thing about him the thing about nicholas is that you'll tell something to him and it'll be like deep like like this is how i'm feeling am i crazy like he'll turn it into (laughs) a joke yeah and then and then like two weeks later he'll throw it against you in a joke like he'll throw it back at you like I'll remember that time or 
Or if you tell him something, he'll automatically categorize that person. He needs to work on that non-judgmental part hey, of this. You this. love Nick. Yes. And Nick is not here to defend himself. <laughs> put that out here. But just as an example, like he's <laughs> one of my person. And I would probably have to say um, Bianca uh, and my mama. That's literally the only people, <laughs> but there are areas. <laughs> <in> the, I, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just thinking about telling mom about some craziness. And she's like, what? That is, <laughs> that is just not of the Lord. And, <laughs> and that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. So there's, there are different people. So like Taylor, I can tell like pretty much everything when it comes to like Girl, marital. I, don't, I, mean, I care, but. I don't like I'm not gonna like really bring it up again you know yeah no you're not gonna bring it up it depends on how how deep it goes and how it made me feel it will kind of uh tweak your judgment on whoever uh or whatever the situation may be that's true I will Uh, give you but um but my (laughs) mom our mom uh, the hi mom I know you listening uh it it just depends on what you what you say like there's there's that boundary line with mom that she has set from the beginning of our life mm-hmm. that there's certain things that uh, same thing with our dad there's certain things you can come to them about and there are a lot of things that they don't want to hear it you know or you have to be prepared to have this you know I told you so or you're absolutely wrong or let me pull out the uh dad's old favorite phrases uh throwing out this big word that is from the 1960s that no one even uses anymore and then he turns around and says google it and at least that's what he does to me he'll be like he'll use like an adjective or something to describe the situation and I'm like I don't think I understand what you're saying he's like well google it I'm like okay (laughs) he's like that's what's wrong with you kids you guys don't google any you guys don't you guys have google and you don't even know how to use it or whatever but our mother on the on the other side of it is very um spiritual uh and so if they're but she also will cuss you out so (laughs) charged is what i would say yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh and she's very sensitive and when it comes to her loved ones she don't play um, at all. so uh <laughs> you'll hear her call us somebody off their name quicker than <laughs> <laughs> then you know what in the name of the lord about her children especially. <laughs> not even call them out their name roll up on them um <laughs> and so with that being said um there's that small group of people that i tell everything to but most of the time i try to be more mindful of this too is do you do this? This will be the, my my last no, comment. I do hear it. Yeah. When someone asks you, "How are you feeling?" Are you honest with them? Do you feel that level of trust <laughs> with them where you're like, "Girl, my day has been terrible. Like this is trash. This is whatever. You know all the things." Or do you immediately say, "I'm good. No complaints." Or "I'm good. I'm blessed." depends on if how much time I want to spend talking about it (laughs) I'm so serious like that is uh okay we're saving this for next week I was gonna say dang we're almost at time and we haven't even talked about this but um 
my Enneagram is a five. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll get more into that next episode. So tune in then. But um time is my biggest resource. And so when someone asks me how I'm feeling, it it has to do with the level of trying to keep it together. Um, I am no stranger of crying during meetings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's not something that I'm proud of. Um, But when they're asking you like about stuff and like probing about stuff, Oh yeah, I hate those type of people. They're they're like, so how was your day? Oh, so how really was your day? And then they bring up a situation. You're like, yeah, you just want to gossip, you know? Like, I'm not here for this. This scenario that you're talking about, like, let's debrief it, and we're debriefing. And I'm an emotional person, as much as Amber may think that I'm not. I think that you know you that cry I cry all the time. You I are do. emotional person. I cried last episode about oh. Junior, um, oh. but you didn't notice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, (laughs) so I don't know what it is. It's just like my tear ducts are overactive or something. I need to question Um, but mostly, yeah, I I'm gonna say eight times out of ten I lie. To be completely honest, Mm. Um, because I don't want to talk about it. That's for me and myself Mm -hmm. to process. And then the two people who I really call to like really vent about my days most of the time and one of them's shifting in and out um mm-hmm. I I'm calling them to tell them about everything because I know if I do cry about it like it's fine and it's not like like I can just cry and be done yeah. uh, <laughs> and then uh even though I'm pretty sure it makes both of them uncomfortable, who I'm thinking about, because <laughs> uh, you could like tell how they oh like, <laughs> and then they'll let it go, and then they'll call me the next day and be like, "Are you still crying?" And I'm like, "Girl, no." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, eight times out of ten, I lie. How about you? Do you tell the truth? Uh, no, I don't. And I think it's a wall, even with the ones that I love. And I would be like, yeah, but (laughs) if you have the opportunity to actually be in my space uh, and live with me or be around me, like you'll see, yeah, you (laughs) see I'm a hot ass mess. So um, sometimes like if I do fall apart. So uh, just as an example, I I have been trying to be a little bit more um, less reserved because that is a consistent feedback that I've been given is that I'm very reserved and I don't really allow people to learn me and and if I do have a slight moment then we'll have that moment and then I'll go back to who I am the reserve person and so I've been working on it a little bit more mm-hmm. but most of the time I'm like you I I don't I don't I'm just like yeah I'm good no complaints and for those that are listening that I do respond to you that way, I'm not always lying. Sometimes I really <laughs> don't have things that are going on. Life isn't bad all the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Most of the time it's not bad. It's just busy. Um, But for me, I would say, you know, being sick these last couple of weeks have really taken a toll onto my mental health and that's something I wouldn't necessarily share with you guys but I'm being open today so welcome to a safe place um but 
that has led to outbursts of tears and frustration for myself because I feel like I don't, I can't push through. And my biggest thing for me along my journey and over the last forever is I don't care what my body feels like. As long as my mind is there, I will get things done, which sounds insane. Taylor is always like, you're doing the most. But um, I said nothing this time, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) But my mind wasn't there and my body wasn't there. And that was just, that was heartbreaking to me. And so, huh? I said, that's really hard. Yeah. Especially when you when you have trained your yourself to force your mindset or your mind to do certain things or to persevere and there's nothing like there's there's no gas left in there it's like okay well I guess I'm just gonna sit in this and that is just I mean a lot of people do most people are not on 100 all the time I'm like I'm gonna sit down trust me yeah and see for (laughs) me I was like I mean, I had to sit down. I could barely breathe. Like my physical being, my mind could barely think because my head was hurting so much. So um, I am learning that I am not a robot, even though I know I'm not a robot. Mm -hmm. But I'm also with those people that care about me and especially like I hate and I love all the people that care about me that listening to this episode right now but I hate when people are like you do so much like I can't believe you are able to do all this and that and blah blah blah. how do you find time and stuff like that like I'm again I I have I'm not anything in special I have help my husband and my family that care about me that that support me and I'm focused and organized. And so I think for me, I I think with people put it, thinking about me that way, they don't check up on me as often. And mm-hmm. so they think I have it all together. And for those that are mindful uh, or that are um, not mindful, but those that are attentive, they tend to know when something is off. And I think those, like, I can definitely say the ones that I spend a lot of time with Mm -hmm. know when something's off because I'm not listening attentively like I normally am. I'm not responding in a way that I would normally respond. I'm not answering my phone as often as I normally would. You're not, you're not giving, getting easy access to me. Mm. Um. So just be mindful when you are, when you guys have people that are burning through the midnight hour or that are out here just like, you know, chasing after their dreams or are always on a hundred, they, you know, you, you have to be uh, attentive to them too. And also for those people that are like that, you have to be open and, and create a level of trust. And if there isn't that trust with those that care about you and they're really trying to be intentional and they're not trying to like Taylor said get the scoop or you know ask you a whole bunch of questions so that they can turn around and like crap on you or tell you what you need to be doing or not need to be doing Hmm. you know just um figure out what is keeping you what's holding you back from letting them in it's that like what part of that trust of that acronym 
is is not there with them yeah and figure out if if it's worth working on or like you can have a friend that you absolutely love you set boundaries they respect your boundaries but you can never depend on them yeah you know yeah. they're go ahead uh, I was just gonna say something that you inspired with me is like thinking about someone who does check up on me all the time I can think about you mm-hmm. and um I think that goes back to that part of the the acronym that I feel like I could be better at, you know, mm-hmm. being reliable to check up on you. It's not so much that I think you have it all together. It's that I think you have a support system without me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is something that, like, make sure you check up on your strong friends too, like, type of situation, um, which we see a lot in social media that I think it's not so much that we don't think about them. It's just that, oh, they're fine. They'll always be fine. But you have to keep in mind, like having that different perspective, like Mm -hmm. drop in, even if you can't spend, you know, the same amount of time on the phone, just to say you're thinking about them does mean a difference. But I will say that there's one specific scenario that I could think of for me where it's like, I don't want to text. I want you to call like, and like, cause you, you just, yeah. It's just one of those situations. So I don't know. Yeah. So Taylor and I can sit here and have life talks about this all, all night long. Um, And we do sometimes when we, when we have the time to do that. Um, But we just wanted to share our, our, feelings with you guys or our thoughts well I guess our thoughts and our feelings um with yeah (laughs) with you guys about friendships and kind of give a little bit of a twist on it um you have friends for different things for different reasons you have them in different stages like Taylor said acquaintances friend friendly actual friends best friends family you know all these different stages what people are in these different stages with you and what level of trust you have with them and is there something that you need to work on in yourself with those levels with with that acronym which we'll share in show notes um that is out you know that the different level like what what is keeping you from letting certain people in for certain reasons or what are some people that you don't need to be letting in for a, a, a few different reasons in that acronym and so yeah y'all so all right taylor so what's the self-care tip of the week so this self-care tip of the week um comes from a time that i had with one of my best friends maggie um, <laughs> play this card game i don't know if i mm-hmm. actually i told y'all about this did i tell y'all about a card game i don't think mm-hmm. i did um, so they have these card games. I'm looking at, at it right now um, for like relationships. Like let's say you're dating someone and it's like the dating game. So you ask them the questions on the cards. All these cards have different categories. Is it money? Is it feelings? Mm-hmm. Is it silly? Is it a dare type of situation? Just to get like more acquainted with the person who you are in the vicinity with so Mm -hmm. romantic one probably has some sexual things in it um (laughs) this Mm -hmm. one uh is by the skin deep 
and um they have this card game called the and um friends edition and so she and i played this game um and it was really interesting um like i'm kind of struggling for words because i'm thinking like there's a lot of kind of as you can interpret from the game about like getting deeper and understanding where people are in life mm-hmm. um I, I I don't like prompts personally I just like to be like so you know how is how are you feeling about life right now and that's the type <laughs> of and that's actually things that I like ask like my friends have asked me and I have asked my friends um like how is life for you Mm -hmm. um because I feel like it's so open and broad and it allows people to like come to it but if you need help um figuring out uh what to say and I'm laughing right now because I I have a new friend and uh my eyes water with wind because I have contacts so they're like already kind of dry so with Mm -hmm. wind my eyes are just watering she just looks at me one day and she's like why are you crying and then she said like that was a step up from like previous like she has seen someone crying just be like oh you're crying and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like you know like not ask why anyways so Mm um it's just funny to me uh thinking about like you know the love levels like for me if so if I see someone crying I'm gonna be like oh like why are you crying how can I help is there anything I can get you um type of person um but (laughs) it's just funny to me to think about like not funny but like Mm -hmm. it's something that I wasn't keen to like Mm -hmm. having a prompt to ask people these questions um and I think that's what the game is is obviously what it's meant for um but also it it helps you ask things that you may not even be thinking about like um this one we had a lot of money pertaining questions for some reason Mm. um and to me like as a friend I don't feel like that's something I ever really ask I mean we'll talk about money but not necessarily like how much do you want to save or what are your financial well we'll ask that type of stuff but like what is your biggest financial concern yes that was like one of the questions um and you know for me that's something that like in our family we just don't talk about so you know um playing this game with your friends like I said it's meant to get you closer with friends um so and we had a rule like you only had so many skips so self-care tip of the week um you know figure out how to ask questions do you need prompts um do you can you just ask those big general questions um that allows people to give you their worries and then also as part of the self-care tip with um people giving you their worries what's your support system for processing that because Mm -hmm. we are humans even counselors have counselors Mm -hmm. Uh, and so yeah when you think about uh being someone's volt it comes with a level for me when it comes to family I dissociate I'm not even gonna lie um when it comes to family because I care so much I have to dissociate and I think that's what makes it hard for me to have like super deep conversations with my family because I'm like damn that's your life that's crazy like (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. rather than like 
like how can I fix it because a lot of times there's no fixing for things like Mm -hmm. own autonomous people um but anyways I digress from that but figure out like what what's your level of um availability and capability with having these big open vulnerable questions with people because it's it's hard um but it's necessary so yeah that's all I got for you so Amber what's our tip of the week will you be able to share the link on those questions in the show notes yep okay so my tip of the week is I think I've said this before uh, maybe in a conversation or past episodes, but I think it is um, it's good and pertains to this conversation right now is um, as you are reflecting or if you have a piece of paper or if you have time right now or something, take out a list or take out write in your phone or take out a piece of paper and write a list of your inner circle mm. and rank them. They can all be on the same, they could all be on the same level, but if we're really intentional about how we're ranking them, there is um, a purpose behind that. And then write down what, how they are feeding you. So if you have all these people around you that you consider to be friends or in in your inner circle, how do they impact you? And then um, if you find that maybe there's someone that needs to be removed or maybe needs to be added or maybe you find a gap of something that you need personally, whether that is any support system or I need someone that I can depend on or, you know, I need someone that doesn't judge me, you know, all these or someone I can share my secrets with, you know, all these different things. Figure out who in that on that list is a part of that brave. Maybe you have everybody that's part of the brave. So take like running, I don't know, we're not gonna go into examples, but maybe, <laughs> you know, those those people that you list down, and obviously I'll we will share the acronym in the show notes. Maybe write be, you know, the full brave braving next to that person, or if they're if they're missing the A. Or if they're missing the G, or if you find someone where you only have, you know, all the letter or certain letters, but maybe you haven't found anyone in your inner circle that is generous to you. Mm. Maybe focus on, okay, am I generous to myself? Do I give to others? Which uh, in return sets that boundary or expectation that this is reciprocal that you know not that you want to be giving to get something back but normally in a healthy relationship someone's not one-sided on that braving acronym versus the other so maybe you know maybe be mindful of that and maybe for next year as we are you know going through this whole thing all over again where we create our you know resolutions and all these goals and things that we want to do maybe if you do have um some intention around doing some personal work on yourself maybe you should and you want to have healthy loving friendships Mm -hmm. maybe you know you can work on finding a friend that is 
the piece to that missing piece in that on that list of people Mm -hmm. that's my tip for you guys to do well I already started my list so thank you um so yes so Taylor where can you find us you can find us on Instagram at theinnercircle.podgals. You can also send us an email to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com. Awesome. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow all that on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, wherever you find or wherever, however you're listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget if you don't like to share on social media you can always send a text message you can always drop our link in an email or you could always write a letter and put the put the html in the letter and have that person type it out <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but also too guys we are um we're coming up towards the tail end of our season which will give more information later on as we Um, start dying down but we are going to be doing uh, a lot of cool fun things to kind of refresh um, the inner circle for next year and so keep an eye out on the social media next year not I mean right now don't yeah ain't nothing happening Um, but we're excited for us to figure out what that new stage or how we're going to pivot the podcast next year because we've done we've created so much content i looked in apple and we're almost to 100 episodes of content in there which is insane over two years and so there's so many different topics people everything that we've explored over these last two years and so we just want to see how can we go a little bit deeper into that so just wanted to give you guys a little tidbit but that's all we have for this week so we hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend and we will see you guys next week indeed see y'all